Welcome to the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. Nuge. And for our off-season pod number two, I again have a full squad, and that includes June Wan. June, how are you? Oh, boy. A Celtics loss? Woo! Just sing, sing so loudly, man. Not a bad day yesterday. I, I slept well last night, and uh, yeah. Going good about that. I know uh, we didn't have a better fate, but it just, I, I cannot see them. I cannot stand seeing them succeed. So I, I'm I'm with you, June. Uh, and next we have Dave DeBacco. How are you doing, Dave? I'm so good. I am, uh, I've re-listened to last week's or the last pod we did. And I was surprisingly uh, upbeat after that awful, egregious game seven loss to Boston. And uh, in the in the days since, I actually went pretty dark, and um, I was not optimistic. And the only thing that could have pulled me back was to get the best coach to hit the open market in God knows how long. And God damn it, Daryl, we got him, baby. Nick Nurse, you are a Philadelphia 76er, and I'm fucking back. I'm back like I've never built. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. Uh-huh, that's it. <laughs> I'm it's glad. Like, oh. I'm glad you listened to the last podcast because, like, you did your homework, and you know we might have to refer back to that episode, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, and last but not least, I have JB Mudbones. How are you, JB? I'm I'm nowhere near Dave. I mean, I'm excited to have a new coach, and I think Nurse seems very cool, and and I don't care about his alleged flaws like let's get someone in there who's going to change our culture culture hopefully that being said I, I still don't know if the coach was the issue if we run this team back with nick nurse or greg popovich i just don't know it's it i love that i love that take but we'll get there so since our last podcast the nuggets swept lebron and the lakers and are going to their first finals ever I think I might have made that up. I think it's the first finals ever. Uh, the Miami Heat went up 3-0 on the Celtics. Then the Celtics tied a series 3-3, but then collapsed in game seven. So we're going to get a Nuggets Heat NBA finals. And we're going to have a different champion for the fifth year in a row, which has only happened, I think, 40 years ago. So that's the first time in 40 years that we're going to have five consecutive different champions, which I like to see the parody. I wish the Sixers were part of it, but I, I still like to see it. But... We are going to start with the firing of one Doc Rivers and the hiring of former Toronto Raptors head coach Nick Nurse. I'm going to go around the room. Guys, if you remember, I don't because I barely know what I had for lunch today. At the end of last pod, we all said what we wanted to what we wanted to happen after that horrifying game 7 loss and the game 6 choke job. So, with the hiring of Nick Nurse, does it change things for you? And and what's your perspective going into the season? Are you happy with it? Uh, what do you see versus him versus Doc Rivers? Talk to me. June, you're first. Oh, man. All right. Well, first off, you know, thank you, Doc, for your service as a 76ers head coach. Uh, the firing came a little too late, maybe two years ago, should have been gone. <laughs> um, but 
hey, this offseason, I mean, this uh, postseason failure, I got to say it wasn't his fault. Um, I, I forgot what I said last time, but I think I said it was Embiid. Um, but, but yeah, thank you, Doc. And now uh, we got, I guess, what, coach, best coach available or one of the top coaches in the NBA and Nick Nurse. And, man, I don't know. I still have my doubts because our star player is Embiid, like our number one option. And I don't know how Nick Nurse will, like, change our culture that's been set here for the past, I don't know, five, six, seven years. Like, it's been Embiid's show, Embiid's team the whole time here. And a head coach coming in to change that, I don't know how much change he's going to really bring. But besides maybe the star player, I do think and I like that he's going to be able to bring the most out of like our role players as he did like with the Raptors. I And I think we, we talked over this in our chat. Um, like he's going to bring the best out of Melton, McDaniels if he signs, Reed, Springer is going to get some NBA playing time probably, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, – it's, it's, I guess it's a good hire, but I don't know if it's still going to fix our issues like in the playoffs because we still have Embiid. <laughs> yeah, uh, the playoffs was not Glenn's fault, but it doesn't mean he didn't deserve to, you know, it doesn't mean he deserved to continue on with his job because, you know, we've had our problems with Glenn. Uh, Nick Nurse, I, th I think what he did with those Raptors teams that you alluded to, the the talent that they had and the, what he got out of them, like having Kawhi and winning the finals his first year. And I, I mean, Kawhi's older, so like, you know, he hasn't done much since leaving. But then I think the year after was the bubble year, and that team had no business being the second seed in the East. You know, a team led by Siakam, Fred Van Leek, nice Nice players, you know, but the last couple of seasons more so what you probably expect from their ceiling. But anyway, Dave, you are by far the happiest of all of us. What are you thinking? What's going through your head? James Harden's a loser. Joel Embiid is the most vaginal player. <laughs> Doc Rivers, this is not on him. We said all these things in the last pod. It's all it all holds true. Uh, Doc, you know, we we said before the playoffs started, we vowed to each other that best case scenario, the monkey's off our back and we get over the hump. Worst case scenario, we lose to Boston and Doc is fired. So here we are. Option B has played out and we it wasn't Doc's fault. But we were still close. We were so, so, so close with Doc and uh, Nick Nurse gets the most out of his guys, like June said. Nuge, you alluded to Kawhi, which I would like to emphasize that Kawhi Leonard was turned into Michael Jordan one year under Nick Nurse. They won the championship. Kawhi Leonard, who like Joel, who like Joel Embiid, is not an outspoken vocal leader. He's quiet. He's awkward, and he just has all the talent in the world. And Nick Nurse gets the most out of his guys. And maybe just the if we could if we had a, a tactician like Nick Nurse that could have squeezed. 10 to 15% more of our collective group. Maybe it doesn't even get to the point in game six where we have to go down to the wire. Maybe we just fucking win by 15. And uh, 
I I am so happy that last night I was laying in bed just digesting all this and I was reminded of a, of once upon a time 10 years ago when we had Tony DeLeo, Adam Aaron and Doug Collins. And now we have Daryl Morey who is a coveted executive. We have Nick Nurse who is a championship coach known for his X's and O's and getting the most out of his maximizing his talent and owners who though we have criticized openly they're willing to spend and we are just we are a good solid smart franchise with an MVP as vaginal as he may be sometimes he's still an MVP and he's the reason why a guy like Nick Nurse chooses to come to Philadelphia over a place like Phoenix but it has Kevin Durant, Devin Booker and summer all year long and great taxes so um, I am happy that I think regardless of what happens, I think we're a got to zoom out and realize that we're a, a world-class organization with the best of the best from front office to the coaching staff to the players. And we're going to have a chance. I don't know what's going to happen this summer. We'll get into off potential off-season moves and where we go from here. But I think that, you know, all the boxes are checked from an organizational standpoint and, as long as Joel Embiid is here and he's only 29 years old, and I think he could, why not get a, be better next year? Who knows? I'm optimistic. I think I believe in Nick Nurse. I wanted him. I said if I'm going to type in all caps in our group chat until they hire Nick Nurse, they hired him. So I'm back to lowercase, and I'm ready. I'm ready for what's to come. I got to be honest. I probably more likely have no idea when it comes to coaches. I, I see patterns and I see trends, but uh, honestly, I get so caught up in games. I don't really notice what's going on. I'm kind of focusing on what's happening that I, I kind of don't really see it unless I rewatch the game. Um, but like, I, I know what they say about nurse versus doc. Like, you know, nurses tends to make adjustments. Glenn's never made adjustments while he's been here. Uh, he, he gets, like you guys said, he gets the best out of his talent. I've heard some rumblings that he runs his players into the ground. I never paid attention to their minutes, but I've apparently kind of like a Tom Thibodeau. He, he runs his stars out there for 40 minutes a game in the regular season. I, I can't imagine he can do that with Joel Embiid. I, uh, do it. Uh, <laughs> go all out for one year, win a championship. Maybe he can retire. Um, he load, he did not to just wrote, he definitely load managed Kawhi. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, you gotta. So, I mean, um, I'm hoping he runs some kind of offense other than, you know, everyone's standing around watching him beat and harden. But then I kind of question if you could do that with a post player. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I can't imagine when Embiid posts up anyone doing anything other than kind of watching, or maybe that's just, I'm used to the personnel, but JV, you, you kind of, you, you talked about it in your intro that it wasn't Glenn's fault for the playoffs. So what do you think Nick nurse will bring to us? I have no idea. I mean, he's. I it sounds. I'm just regurgitating articles, and and a lot of what I'm going to say is from what I thought was a great article from O'Connor from on the Ricky website. Literally, if I was a better writer, and I'm not a writer at all, it was perfect. It literally was everything that was going through in my head. So I highly suggest we all read it. Um, but if Nurse runs our players into the ground, don't care. We, we, no more coddling our stars. Where has that gotten us? No one takes accountability except, I don't know, Maxie and PJ Tucker. 
Um, and I don't think Nurse can run it back with that same roster and take it to take us to the finals or win the finals, I should say. Just don't think I think the flaw is the roster. And Embiid severely disappointed, pissed me off all of all the above. I don't need to trade him at all, at all. But his compliment or co-star or second player needs to be not another like moper when things go bad. They need a leader, whether it's by example or with his vocal cords, I don't care. But Embiid and James Harden are two historically choke artists, which can be flawed or can be fluky, but they're not leaders, and that is never going to win. Yeah, you can't have two of the losers. If Embiid's going to be the way he is, you got to have someone to offset him. You know, you got to have someone to be a leader and to to get out what's best for the team and everything. But that's actually a, a great point, JB. So. What do you think this means for James Harden? Is he more likely or less likely to come back now? Um, I don't know. I think Daryl wants him back, and I severely disagree. If I was betting, I would bet that he's a sixer next year. Interesting. Woj did mention in his article on the hiring of Nick Nurse that the next move is to work on re-signing James Harden and that he's a priority I don't know. Gut feeling is telling me the nurse hire means he's less likely to come back. That's my opinion. I, for some reason, I feel like I feel like James being the way he is. I it was never confirmed or anything. I, I think he would have preferred a Mike D'Antoni or whatnot. Uh, June, Dave, what do you think? You think Harden's less likely or more likely to come back next year? Uh, man, after that article that we'll chat out, I. I was like, damn, I think Daryl wants James Harden back. Because, like, I think how he's going to look at it is we were so close to beating Boston with this roster construction and bringing in Nurse that's going to give our role players 10 to 15%, like, play better. Like, he, he I feel like Daryl's thinking that's going to get us over the hump with the same roster. So I feel like in Daryl's mind, he wants his guy, James Harden, back. Uh, personally, I would hate to have him back, but man, I got because, because, like Joe said, like we can't have two mopers, two generational losers, like trying to carry us in the crunch time. And all they're going to do is mope and hunt, and hunt fouls. Like, it's, it's just not going to work. But I don't know. We'll, we'll, I, I have a gut feeling that Harden's going to come back. Uh, but maybe on a restructured deal. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. Dave? Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with any of it. I'll go back to the most vaginal player comment. And uh, But I, I think Harden is uh, – I think he's probably – I thank God it wasn't D'Antoni. That was my biggest fear was – go out and, and bring get D'Antoni and Harden in the same room and give them both four-year contracts on a silver platter. That was my biggest fear. So thank God that didn't happen. I think Nick Nurse kind of signals like, I don't know. I think they're probably going to try to bring him back. He's still Daryl's guy. He went out and got him. And I think the plan was to line him up with Embiid's timeline. And I think they're going to give it a go. I hope it's not four years, 300 million or whatever, but uh, you know, 
if these are, if we're going to be stuck with the two losers, give me the guy that's going to maximize it and get the most out of them. And, and I, I think, like I said, back to the organizational thing, I just think like, you know, and beat and harden today or, you know, rebuild around maxi tomorrow. I think we have like a G a president and a coach that's here and that's going to build a culture and, and uh, you know, they're world-class in, 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 uh, in, in their regards, respectively. One of nurse is one of the best coaches in the league. We thought that bef- long before I thought that always thought of him as like a top five coach with Spolstra and, Brad Stevens and Steve Kerr and Popovich. And I, I always considered him to be in that, in that uh, realm. And I always thought of Daryl as one of the top executives in the league. And we have those guys and, you know, I trust Nick nurse coaching, whoever he's coaching. I trust Daryl trading with whoever he's trading with and we'll see how it plays out. How was your haircut by the way? Did your barber give you any shit about the most vaginal player? He was really busy. He was really busy <laughs> and behind. So I think I kind of, uh, I think I kind of uh, got out of it. Luckily, it wasn't, you know, a, a slower paced Friday evening where I he really had the time to lay into me. But uh, it was crowded. There were kids in there with their parents, and I think he was on his best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm most looking forward to with Nurse is he's been known to make adjustments. We've seen it in two playoff series with him, the 2019 uh, Raptors, who we thought were almost dead in the water after game three. And I mean, it sounds silly to say, but like they they seemed like out of it. Um, me and June were there live. Kawhi and Lowry went to Insomnia Cookies. Um, they adjusted pretty well, and they were a completely different team for the the remainder of those those four games. Um, and then last year, when we played the Raptors in the first round, and we took the first three, and they adjusted. And they took they stole two from us, and they they really did make that a series. So I'm interested. In, and seeing how that comes, how that comes along, come playoff time, and also I just want to see what his offense looks like. I I saw some interviews. I think it was with JJ that he doesn't like it to be stagnant. He likes motion. He wants some chaos, and I feel like I've seen his Raptors teams do that. Uh, so interested in how he, you know, brings Embiid into the in, into it and everything. So Harden. I don't want him back. I'm not against him coming back, but I think uh, four years, 200 million is is a absolutely a no no. There's there's no way they can do that, especially with you know we gotta resign B Ball Paul and you know we gotta get rid of Tobias and all that. So like I I just I have no interest in paying Harden 50 million a year for four years. So we will see. Blood Rivers, um, I think you're a cool guy. Like you, you seem like a nice person. It didn't work. Uh, I don't know if I'd say thank you, like June said, but uh, it's just we're going to see. If you guys remember when Daryl Morey was on the rights to Ricky Sanchez, I think pretty early on when he was hired with the Sixers, they asked him, would you rather have the X's and O's coach or the players coach? Uh, I'm not saying Nick Nurse is not a players coach, but he has been known to challenge his players. I know he had a dust up with Siakam a couple years back. Um, but Daryl said he'd rather have the players coach, which seems to be Glenn Rivers. Embiid um, was reportedly not happy. Um, he did give, you know, he did vouch for Glenn after they lost game seven. And Daryl confirmed that Embiid was surprised by the move to fire Glenn Rivers. So we're going to see both sides of the coaching argument. We're going to see the X's and O's coach now. So um, I this really quick. 
how much more excited are you that we have Nick Nurse? Go around the room, June. Give me a number. Like, how much percent more excited are you for the season? Uh, well, if my baseline is after the conclusion of Game Seven, I'm probably at like one percent. <laughs> so, so not not that much back in. So <laughs> Nurse took you from like a point one to a one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you're thinking we probably, like like Joe said, it was mostly the MB, or you said, everyone said it was mostly the players, Embiid. It was the guys who, you know, couldn't, you know, for five minutes, you know, get everything in order to beat that Celtics team who lost to the freaking Miami Heat, you know? Dave, uh, how much back in are you? I, I, I want to say you're pretty back in. I mean, before yesterday at six o'clock, I was ready to hang myself in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm ready to fucking, you know, I'm pretty much, I don't have like Adam Aaron on the, got caught on zoom during COVID. My pants are off right now. You guys can't see. So I'm fucking thrilled. I'm, I'm, I'm to the moon. I'm to the moon. Nick nurse. There's no way Nick nurse is not letting Joel Embiid not touch the ball in the last five minutes of game six. I'm sorry, where he's drawn up an easy, easy, easy two, an easy two. And then Joel Embiid's going to make the layup. He might even dunk it. He didn't want the I ball. Because he, yeah, well, Nick Nurse is going to make him want the fucking ball, and he's going to slap him in the timeout if he says he doesn't want the ball. I'm ben- give me all the chaos, and if yeah, bench him, and if he's got a problem, trade him and rebuild around Nick Nurse and Daryl Morey and fucking Tyrese Maxey. And I'm really excited about all our. We look at the, we've been killed by Toronto. Toronto's been our kryptonite, just the long, the long scrappy athletes. And I think that like we were talking about earlier, June was saying. Paul Reed, DeAnthony Melton, Jaden Springer, and Jalen McDaniels, if they bring him back, all just got significantly more useful and better and will be maximized and uh, in a Nick Nurse offense. And I'm excited. I'm, that, I'm back in. I have all the optimism I need. That Paul Reed extension becomes actually like way more important than it already was. It was very important. And then so very curious to how that plays out. JB, how much are you back in? I mean, everything depends on Harden. I if if we cut if we if Harden went and signed with some other team, I don't care the dollars. Um, I'm at a nine. If we bring back Harden, even if it's on a a the veteran minimum, I'm I'm at a one. I'm with June. I can't watch that basketball. I don't. I can't. I'd rather at this point be like the Hornets and lose in the first round with a team with some heart than lose in the second round and just mope our way and just once something goes wrong because something always goes wrong even for the best teams and the championship favorites something goes wrong and if that's going to cause our team to spiral then we don't deserve to win and when you have two leaders that two stars that aren't leaders again i don't fault them for that you can't just become a pj tucker or whatever other good example there is. But they're not it. And until we fill in that void with someone who is, we're toast. And it's not Harden. Well, I've luckily I've, I've got some news for you, JB. I got some great fake trades in the in the in the docket right now. So we'll we'll get there when we get there. But I just can't get over just Kawhi Leonard, not a leader. Won two championships from a from a system from Greg Popovich's system and Nick Nurse's system, and that's my last hope for Joel Embiid. My last hope for Embiid. It's just it's so interesting because I'm going to be honest, and I was wrong 
I thought Boston was by far the best team available. And if they ended up winning a championship that I thought they were going to do, I thought you could make an argument that, like, hey, you took the champions to seven games. You had a chance to close out the champions in five minutes, and, you know, maybe they were just the better team. But then they go out and they choke so bad to the eighth seed Miami Heat, which, let's be honest, are way better than your normal eighth seed. Um, It's just like, man, that changes things. Like, you couldn't close out that team. You couldn't close out that coach. And it just makes me think even less of what Embiid and Harden put out there. So, I don't know. Are you If Harden doesn't come back, are you interested in maybe a Fred VanVleet? What do you think? If... I'm taking anyone that's not Harden. Um, and I was just reading. I guess he just got quoted literally. I, I don't know where he was talking. Fascinating interview with Fred Van Vliet, who slightly mentions the 76ers as a possible landing spot for him now that Nurse is there. He mm. said something. If I'm not there, a.k.a. with Nurse in Philly, and I'm staying in Toronto, we want Nurse to fail. Um, so I don't taking that with a grain of salt. I don't know anything about him except isn't he pretty undersized? Again, I don't care. He tries hard. He can bang threes. He can get hot. Give me him. Pay him yeah. hard. Three million. I never even thought about that. He has. I don't even know the deal. Is he like on? Is his contract up? Yeah. Let me let, let me check. Let me check. Yeah, is he? Agent. Let me confirm. I can't imagine he come in a max. Uh, probably the thirty million a year range. I I would think that's what I would value him at. He's um, got a I, he's got a player option. He's he can he can he can opt in for the final year of twenty three million, or he can opt out and become an unrestricted free agent. They they typically opt out in those situations. I feel like, especially when you're kind of in your prime. Like he's gonna get the money. Credit. He's six one six one two hundred. So I think I said it in the chat. I would not be thrilled <laughs> with a maxi Fred backcourt that would get diced up defensively in the playoffs. Unless versus. Pretty creative. Unless Melton's the starter and Van Fleet becomes perennial six man of the year. I got to tell you, my opinion of Melton really kind of faded in that playoff series. He, I thought he was a dog throughout the whole regular season. He looked scared in those last moments versus the Celtics. He, mm-hmm. uh, he makes a couple of those threes. We might win game six and he, I think he missed all of them. So. Um, yeah, that was bad. Game six, bad, bad stuff. Yeah, interesting point. So I still, um, I still, I thought, I thought he played pretty good defense. I'm like, if we lost the game because our seventh man couldn't hit threes, so be it. Like we, we don't deserve to win those games anyway. Yeah, but then you watch fucking Caleb Martin dice mm-hmm. up the Boston Celtics, and it's just like sometimes <laughs> I go back and forth because sometimes you need your stars to be stars. Yeah, but then it's right. like it, it's gotta be so nice to have this random role player step up. We see it all the time. Fred Van Vliet in, in the finals in 2019 hit like hmm. eight threes in a, in a game versus the Warriors. Like it's sometimes you're right. You're absolutely right. The stars gotta be stars, but like sometimes your role players gotta step up. And we thought they would at home and and they didn't. And hey, Melon is Caleb Martin. Game one. Caleb Martin three months ago was was uh you know about to be working at Circuit City in Charlotte. Goes to spolster his offense in Miami into heat culture. <laughs> what do you know? We're talking about him. Who culture. should be MVP of the conference finals? Emmer Butler. It's fucking we, uh, the coach. It's the coach. It's the he fucking got, coach. He got shafted. There's 
yeah, he's ridiculous to give that to Jimmy. Is that yeah. even real? I like I said, I have not. We're, we, I think, this is probably a good segue into recapping what's what's going on in the NBA the last few weeks, which I will not be a part of this conversation because I haven't <laughs> I haven't turned on my television since the Sixers lost, so couldn't tell you anything about. I don't believe that the Nuggets are in the finals. I, I refuse to believe it. I'm in denial. I'm a Jokic denier, and uh, I am. I'm happy the Celtics lost. If true, it's big. If true, if they really lost, I don't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> You guys talk Dave, to me, fellas. Tell Dave, me, you have a, give me up the speed. Who, who are you? Yes, it is. It's Miami Nuggets. Who are you rooting for? It's by Miami. B. I think I probably know the answer. Yeah. June. Yeah, I can't get root for Jokic. I can't see Jokic get one. Okay. Round the room. June, who are you rooting for? Ooh, Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you're nodding your head. You're rooting for Nuggets? Easy, Nuggets. You guys don't care about Nick Nurse and you want Jokic to win a championship? <laughs> Who am I talking to here? I want Embiid to look in the damn mirror and and I don't know. He's got He's already dead. Million, he's already dead. He's got a million. Yeah, well kick him while he's down. I I I, I think I like Jokic now. I've watched like maybe 5 Denver playoff games uh and, and man, Jokic is fun. <laughs> I love Jokic. It, it I've only seen me. Jokic play one time. I've only seen him play one time, and Embiid gave him 47 and 19. It's the only time I've ever seen Jokic play. Sorry. It, it could be me just wanting to bash Embiid and, like, Jay, like what's Embiid look in the mirror? I, honestly, if, if what has happened in the past five years hasn't motivated Embiid, I don't know what will. Maybe it's the real MVP Jokic winning the NBA Finals. I don't know. But, like, I can stop pretending that I don't think Jokic is good. Like, I, I – he's – Amazing. <laughs> and he just he's like the MVP. He, he's the MVP. If if you watch Embiid, we said all the time, oh no, I'm beating a dead horse. We haven't seen a signature Embiid playoff game. You know, Jokic just goes in and bulldozes over everyone. He just dominates every it's it's nice to be like, yeah, like, and we did it for years. Oh, Embiid was plus 98 in the series. Like, oh, but you know, you still lost. And then you look at Jokic and he's putting up 36, 19, and 12. And it's just like you can no longer deny that he that that motherfucker is amazing, and I I'll deny it. And I'm deny gonna get <laughs> and I'll, I'll get into it. the Jimmy Butler talk, but like, and I I don't I don't really have hard feelings with Jimmy Butler, but man, I it's justified. I'm just so sick of like the Philly fans lusting after Jimmy Butler, which I I just think it wasn't going to work here, and maybe it's my own opinion, but. Guys, Jimmy Butler is going to his second finals in four years since leaving the Sixers. What are your thoughts? Are you happy for him? Uh, are you jealous? Are you frustrated? June, I'll start with you. Jimmy Butler is going to the finals again. Is he just the one that's got away? And is he the worst, you know, Philadelphia missing out on a player situation that you've seen? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, think, I think you said it. Just now, I think uh, it wouldn't have worked out here. Like, we just had, you know, Ben and Brett that we use as an excuse to not sign, not bring Jimmy back. Like, I just don't think he could have worked here like it has with Miami. Like, Miami is, like, psychotic. I think they're just, like, perfect match made in heaven. Like, the heat culture thing, like, he practices at 3 a.m. stuff. Like, I think he... Loves that. 
like psychotic like training and all that thing he does and he just wanted to be the guy like even if he came back to philly like it was never going to be his team like he wasn't going to have a say in the next coach if brett got fired the players that we bring in it's always going to be up to joel first and and then jimmy it was he was never going to be the one who had always been number two here so i mean good for him and I'm, I wish he stayed with us, but I don't think we would have got the same Jimmy Butler that we see he has become with Miami. I agree with that. Uh, JB, Dave, any any thoughts on Jimmy Butler? You, when we, I'll go. I don't like. I don't care. Um, I don't think. Like, watching the Heat games in this playoffs, it's not as if he's the James Harden where he needs to touch the ball for 20 seconds every possession. He seems perfectly capable and okay with, like, I mean, he's had some very bad games, and he kind of disappears, which would piss us off, obviously. And he's had games where he's crazy hot and does heat checks as he deserves. And he, I mean, like, Gabe Vincent brings up the ball. A bunch of people bring up the ball. Every play, a lot of plays don't even involve him. I, I think... One, we chose Ben over him, which, sure, like, there there was rationale for it at the time. But he was probably like, fuck this team that is coddling these two babies, Ben and, and Joel. So, well, you know, sure Joel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he would have. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's there, There's a flaw in my argument, but maybe it's Ben then. Um, it was definitely Ben. Uh, yeah, it was definitely Ben and uh he would have been a good co-star to him being that leads by example and vocally and i don't know if we would have won with him we'd have a better chance than we did with harden um but i'm still rooting for the nuggets <laughs> i wish they didn't have michael porter jr i, I don't like him but <laughs> everyone I'm else Murray, though the bucky guard mary's cool Jokic is cool i got some Nova guy on the bench, I think, that Ann talks about. The coach is cool. Bruce Brown's cool. I like Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's cool. And, and Miami's awesome, too. So I, I, this is not me, like, not liking Miami at all. I don't care who wins. I, I'm, like, narrowly saying I'd rather see the Nuggets win just because stick it to Embiid. But <laughs> I'm glad the Celtics are not involved or the Lakers. Um. Miami has seven undrafted players. The Sixers had four top three picks from 2015 to 2018. Or 27, 2014 to 2017, my apologies. Uh, ja, Embiid, two number one overall picks, Ben Simmons and Mark Fultz. Heat culture. Heat culture. Dave, any thoughts on Jimmy Butler? Tobias Harris over me? Tobias Harris. That wasn't the case, right? That's a very simplified version of what happened, right? I think I think Spike Eskin said this on the last podcast, and I like I think they the only justification for that egregious Tobias Harris trade was that they I think they had a feeling they weren't bringing Jimmy back, and Tobias was like Jimmy Insurance. Because I mean, we can we can terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, we can beat that dead horse until the until the cows come home. But oh my god, you gave up everything. I mean, you traded Mikael Bridges on draft night for that unprotected heat pick 
to, to later use in a star to, to go star hunting and Tobias Harris is who you star hunted. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you gave up that juicy asset. Like dude, that trade package, a young second year Landry Shamit, three first round picks and two second round picks. One of the first round picks being a future unprotected Miami heat pick who like didn't have Jimmy Butler at the time. <laughs> like that is a, that is a haul. You can get something for that. Something better than, Tobias Harris, who was going to be a, an unrestricted free agent in two months. Like, what are you doing, dude? I feel like it was a panic move. That was a panic move by rookie Elton Brand because I think at that point they knew Jimmy probably wasn't coming back, and that was in, uh, that was a hedge. So, um, yeah, I, I do think that that there that is like a Tobias Harris over me was a real thing. I do. Obviously, they made some other couple other horrible moves like maxing out Al Horford and and Ben Simmons at the, in the same day. Which the the Ben Simmons move we all you know of course you extend Ben Simmons but Horford was a, was a shock and that was a lot of money and uh, I don't know they they could have gone a million different ways and uh, this is how it played out so I don't know I don't care I, it doesn't bother me like other things bother me there have been worse things that I think have sealed our fate than than not bringing back Jimmy Butler good for him I was I was a fan I wanted to keep him and. Uh, I it would have been cool if he was doing this with Joel, but like we said, it probably wouldn't have worked out for whatever reason. Don't forget about Alex Rucker and Ned Cohen. Those idiots mm-hmm. contributed to all that stuff. Um, it's funny. That's what I'm it's saying. Like... We're we're solid now. We're <laughs> solid now. I really think we're a solid organization now. I feel good about the future. It's funny. I get made fun of from friends saying like, oh, "You guys didn't bring back Jimmy." It's like. Why am I getting offended? I'm not the Sixers. I'm not the idiots who didn't bring back Jimmy. I wanted Jimmy back. It's the fucking Sixers who did. Ned Cohen, Alex Rucker, Elton Brand, you fucking idiots. Uh, real quick, just get off my chest. I hate when people say they chose Brett Brown over Jimmy Butler. That's just ridiculous. Like they were ready to fight. They leaked that they were going to fire Brett Brown. You telling me they chose him over Jimmy Butler? It's, it's just that's just silly. But ridiculous. Jay Wright Alas, confirmed that that's not true. To uh, Adam, he Lefko. did. You're right. Yeah. What was uh? Adam Lefko talked to Jay Wright, and Jay Wright basically said that Brett Brown wanted to keep Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know. It wasn't Jimmy Butler didn't leave because uh, Brett Brown. Right, right. And then he also said that uh, Brett Brown isn't the one he wanted to trade, McCall Bridges. Right. Yeah, that's that's what it was. That's what it was. That's what Um, he said. That's what Jay Wright said. So, Jimmy, good luck. Win the damn thing if you can. That would Mm -hmm. be probably one of the great – the greatest – NBA runs in the playoffs we've ever seen. And they were three minutes from being eliminated from the play-in by the Chicago Bulls. They were terrible. And now, yeah. you know, what a run. One seed, Bucks killed the Knicks, and now embarrassed the Celtics. I love it. Yeah, um, the, the impressive beating the Bucks and the Celtics. But, very impressive. I mean, beating Todd McCullough in the NBA Finals won't be that <laughs> impressive, honestly. <laughs> Speaking of Celtics... <laughs> What do you do with Jalen Brown? That, that question for anyone. If I'm a Celtics fan, I'd, I'd want to keep him. Five Can't years, 300 million? Sure. He's 24. What is it, 25? 25. You know, they, they've they played together. They're young. The Jays, Jalen and Jason, keep them together forever. Why not? I don't know. I wouldn't trade him for 35-year-old Damian Lillard. And shorten and close my window by seventy five percent. No way. I did, keep he, did he have that bad of a game, game seven? I mean, like I feel like bad. he kicked our ass for most games, 
and he's I mean, I I trade Harden for him. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the world of Jalen Brown. Team. Me too. I think he's awesome. Um does seem are... a bit of a head case. Like he's made some comments at press conferences that I'm like, why are you saying that? He's a yeah, flat he, earther. He's a flat earther. He's like a flat Kyrie. earther. He has he does, and June said it before. I think Bill Simmons has alluded to it on his podcast. He does have some dumb moments. He can't dribble left, and like he has some. We saw in the Sixers series, there are some moments where I don't know if it's coaching, I don't know if it's letting Jason Tatum cook, where he kind of disappears. I think there was one game where he didn't have a shot in the fourth quarter versus us. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I think the Celtics are always going to be there, and I think they're admit it, they're a well-run organization. Um, he's only 25. I mean, they've gotten to. I know there's no results to show for it, but they got into what four Eastern Conference Finals in the last seven years. They've been to uh, finals. Like Tatum's 25, he's 25. Just like just build them. Like we've seen players get better, but uh, I don't know. There there is talks, and you guys said it that there is a kind of a weird dynamic. It seems like, and maybe he wants his own team and and all that. Three hundred million dollars is a lot to to swallow, but. I, I don't know. I, I, I think the world of Jalen Brown, I think he's very good. Um, definitely a weird series for him versus Miami. But um, June, you you said, looked like you said, wow, when you said that, um, when Dave said that they should keep him. What are your thoughts on Jalen Brown? Oh, I don't know. His contract is kind of crazy, like 50 to $60 million a year. Is that him and Jason Tatum, if they both get that, like how do they fill in the other pieces? Like, like how much money do they have left to get like actual like playable pieces in the playoffs? But I mean, it's Boston. They'll probably find someone like off the street and they'll absolutely cook us. So my thing is like, they've been to, it's definitely crazy, but they've been to the conference finals three times in the NBA finals once. So like they've proven they can go the distance. So why break that up when they have so many years together left, they'll get one eventually. Yeah. But if I was uh, going to trade him, it would be for like, I think uh, a fun fake trade would be Jalen Brown for Carl Towns. I've Carl seen Towns, that. His days are numbered. Around. His yeah. days are numbered because Gobert was so bad. Such a bad move to get Gobert. And then you pair Ant Edwards with Jalen Brown. What? That's pretty cool. And the McDaniels, the good lineup. McDaniels, the good McDaniels brother at the four. <laughs> Jada Mc, what we want Jalen to be. Jada McDaniels at the four. Gobert at the five. Nas Reed backup five. Mike Conley. Mike Conley, the veteran, the savvy vet, glue, the glue to the offense. I like that team. That's a fun team. Uh, yeah, and then know. Carl Towns stretch five with Tatum. That's pretty dope. That's scary. Carl Towns is going to shut down on beat in the playoff series. 100%. Porter's going to retire. Carl Towns is going to be the best defensive player in the league. Exactly. We know, we know, we know Celtics luck. I after game six, and I'm glad they lost, but after game six, I was I was at the level of game six versus the Sixers. I was yelling at my TV like I could not believe that happened. Dave, you saw it, right? Yeah. The luckiest no. play I've ever Wait. seen in my life. The, oh, Derek White. Buzzer, yeah. I did the Derek that. White buzzer beater. The yeah, luckiest yeah, play I've ever seen in my life. I um, saw it. I saw it. But you know, I, I'm sure the Celtics will be back. We haven't seen the last of them, but for now. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying their elimination. And uh, I will be watching the NBA Finals. So um, while we're on the topic, Dave, do you have any fake trades or free agent scenarios for us that you want to pitch before we dive deeper into the 
before we get to the you know the real part of the off season any any early ideas do i ever okay so we we talked to uh, let's just let's tell the world what we talked about today so uh we found we found a potential james harden landing spot in a sign and trade um houston i never bought into houston i never i always thought that was just like some bullshit leverage play why would he ever why would houston ever bring him back the way he forced his way out they have a bunch of young guys, young lottery picks and future picks, and they owe oh, it's it's fucking just doesn't make sense for a thirty-four-year-old James Harden to go into his loser twilight in Houston. I just I never bought that. But the Los Angeles Clippers need a playmaker, and um, I they have the contracts to trade back and a sign and trade. And uh, I, if we're looking at something like sign and trade James Harden to the Clippers for Norm Powell, uh, Covington and Bones Highland. Excuse me. The money works. Maybe Daryl extracts a future pick out of that. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would do that in a fucking heartbeat. And um, another interesting one is I think, uh, I think that Kyrie was always destined to be on the Lakers. And I think he will be not resigning with Dallas and he will be, signing with the Lakers this summer. And I think Dallas is so fucked. So fucked. If that happens, they, they need, so fucked. they need somebody, they need somebody to plug in that. That's a good locker room guy. Great person in the community, charitable, uh, philanthropic, um, you know, guy that makes Kyrie Irving kind of money and who better than Tobias fucking Harris, baby. There you go. Tobias Harris. You are a Dallas Maverick, buddy. So we got, we got Tobias going to Dallas. We got, Kyrie going to the Lakers and that means stuff comes back to us. Is it D'Angelo Russell on a reasonable somewhat extension uh, sign and trade? Is it uh, pieces like Rui Hachimura? Is it Tim Hardaway Jr.? Who cares? Give me pieces. Give me guys. Give me fucking guys that Nick Nurse can maximize and, you know, make us deep around Maxi and Embiid and and uh, for the love of God, sign Dylan fucking Brooks, baby, on the on the MLE. <laughs> Give me Dylan fucking Brooks. Who else are we getting the fucking wing? I need a dog on the wing. I don't. They don't grow on trees. Go get It'll Dylan fucking Brooks. Go get him. Yes, he's gonna be cheap. Does he want? You want one last chance before you go to China? Dylan fucking Brooks, baby, come home. Nick Nurse will get the most out of you, baby. You'll be fucking hot commodity next summer on the open market when you when you rebuild the brand in, in Philly. Let's fucking go, man. Come on. So many he's options. Got, he's got to make up for D'Angelo Russell's defensive liabilities because I, I, I got to tell you guys, I think D'Angelo Russell's happening. <laughs> I Dude, think it great. Is. To- he he does. He's James Harden light. He's the point. He does he has James Harden skill set. Lefty playmaker at the two that can that can score. He can shoot off the ball and put him at the two next to let Maxi be the scoring guard, point guard, and and Russell's the playmaking two guard, and fucking turn Tobias Harris and James Harden into. D'Angelo Russell, Norm Powell, Robert Covington, Bones Highland, and Rui Hachimura. Why not? And Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Why not? All hey, of a sudden, we're pretty fucking deep. I got no confidence for Russell in the playoffs, but in the regular season, you know, those three games where he has a heat check. No one had confidence. Fun. No one had confidence in Caleb Martin a couple months ago either, buddy. And we had Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse will find a way. Sure will. I, I do both. Back in. And, and I would. I would sign against what I said in the past. I would sign Dylan Brooks. Really? You've come I around? Allow, I would allow it to have. I mean, I'm not excited about it. 
But I'm not, I'm not I'm not giving him four years, 80 million or anything like that. You know, I'm talking about one last chance league league minimum. Come on in. And if he's a psychopath and he's too much, you just let him go. Him. Cut him. Cut him or send him to suspend him or whatever. Yeah. But it's basically a tryout. I mean, he's not going to command that much money anyway. That's what I'm saying. Worth a flyer. Worth a flyer. That's all I've been saying. He was an important piece on a Memphis team that contended the past three years and um, probably relied on him more than they would have liked. But And they did kind of implode last playoffs and blame everything on him. But, I, hey, we'll see what the money's like. If it's a cheap contract, Dave said it. We need some dogs. We need some role players. Step up, on especially if you're going to. On the yeah. wing specifically. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm in, Dave. I'm in. And if and maybe in. sign Fred Van Fleet. All of a sudden, we're fucking 12 deep. We're 12 deep with a, with a top team. four coach. You know? There you go. Hey, then you don't got to play the starters 40 minutes a game, Nick Nurse. You could you could experiment. Oh, another thing. What I hear is Nick Nurse experiments in the in the regular season, which you know Glenn never did, and I think that would have that could help you in the playoffs. And so, Nick Nurse, are we going to see? I'm, are we going to see? Are we going to see Paul Reed at the four next to Embiid? Maybe. Got to sign him first. Paul Reed, Chris Boucher roll. Come on, yes, yes. Now we're talking. Let's get excited, boys. Come on, snap out of it. We're back. Oh, I need to. All I need is a Woj bomb that Harden is seriously going to Houston, and I am in. <laughs> or the Clippers have shown significant interest. Sure. And any other 29 or however many other teams there are, I am I'm a nine out of ten. If if right. he resigns for one year, two million dollars with the Sixers, one million dollars, one thousand dollars, um <laughs> I my I'm capping out at a two. I don't see anyone other than than Houston and uh the Clippers for Harden. I don't or or us. I don't see anyone else. What about Dallas? They've made a lot of dumb decisions. Luca, desperate. Yeah, well, they signed Kyrie. Talk about fumbling. Yeah, but, the last few years of Luca, the the Mavericks. Oof. Oh, they're they had Brunson in. They had yeah, Brunson in us, the building. Get us him. <laughs> Luca Doncic to the six. Two two lazy ass fat guys. <laughs> Dodging yeah. and beat. Let's do it. Harden um, for Luke. Fair deal. <laughs> Nooch, close us yes. down. What's on your What's on your mind, buddy? Something's going on with you. Close us down. Oh, it's it's actually very silly and and not serious. But I, I so we we need us we need a segment name for our non basketball random scenarios that we want to discuss on the pod. But I'll, I'll start us off with I have a weird situation. That I wanted to get you guys' opinions on. And you guys know I'm superstitious, especially with sports. Um, but as you know, uh, I've been doing some spring cleaning. And uh, last year, last February, um, I had my wedding in Costa Rica. Uh, my parents couldn't make it, uh, believe it or not. And it feels weird to say because it was only, I don't know, 15 months away. Um, there was still a lot of COVID, you know, Worriness and and concerns and um you know they elected to you know no argument for me they elected to play it safe and they didn't come um so um, although they couldn't make it my wife Amanda surprised me and had uh you know the fat heads the big heads uh she had two made with my parents and then uh one of Otis and one of actually Joe Embiid 
who was a hit. Everyone loved him. Everyone took pictures with Joel Embiid. Um, so they were wavering around heads of my parents, Joel Embiid, and Otis, my cat, at the wedding reception. Um, so I was doing some cleaning, and I, I found those heads in my closet. And I maybe the and so my question is, what do I do with these fat heads? Like, do I do I have to keep them for the rest of my life? Because it's, but like I I can't get rid of them, right? I can't like I, I feel like that's bad juju. If I got disposed of faces of my parents, so like, <laughs> do I have to keep it forever? Do I do I get rid of it in like a, a way that honors them? Like what what do I I I think and I have a decently small house, so like this sounds terrible. I'm trying to consider things I should still store in my house because I don't have that much room. So like I, I'm guessing my guess is I have to keep them for forever. But I was wondering, what would you guys do? I would keep them. You have to keep them. Yeah, and keep them. another reason to move to the burbs. More space. More, more space, space. For, for more things. More space and then less and less CRs. That's Dude, like a shed. That's something you put up in the shed. <laughs> you know. I have them over here in my office. Where I put them? I, I got to see. Yeah, where are they? What, I yeah, might have them here. June, you. What What do you think I should do while I go? Well, I think you should keep your parents' ones, but for MBs, you definitely throw that in the shed. <laughs> Oh, they're cute. That's not even what I real. I forgot. I didn't even know what a fat head was. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, you're keeping I, those. Dude. I have to keep them, right? Yeah. You have to keep your parents, and you while you're at it, I think you keep him be for one more year. I mean, yeah. he's not going to take up much extra room if you're keeping three of them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're just they're agree. Thin. But like, I'm, I'm not hanging that up, right? That that's that's weird. If you saw someone, if you went you to someone's house, up, ha- I would call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so this, the, those, uh, mom and dad love you, but those fat heads are going to be in storage somewhere. Um, I will not dispose of them, um, but I do have some Ben Simmons stuff that I'm going to set on fire. So, uh, no, I just thank you guys. I, I, I thought about it for a little <laughs> bit. I was like. Let me just ask the guys what would be the correct thing to do. And I, I think I, I found my answer. So that's my non-basketball topic for our podcast today. Uh, and with that being said, that's all I got for you guys. Anything you're looking forward to? Yeah, the Woj bomb that says Harden's going to Houston. Mm. There you go. When do we – can we get a when, – when does free agency start? When's the draft? Do we have timelines on this stuff? Oh, the draft is probably the late 20s. It usually is. I know the NBA Finals is going to be over by like June 20th. So um, I'm guessing that Thursday. So probably third June 22nd. Oh, maybe my birthday? I'm going to say. NBA draft. And then free agency is usually July. July, July 1st. Oh, what? Oh. I, I, I'm reading a quick. Harden's, Harden's opt-in death. Headline is June 29th, two days before free agents free agency officially starts. So wow. July 1st is free agency. Yeah. The draft is June 22nd. Uh JB, to be honest, thank you for that. June 22nd. I, I thought he already opted out. So I guess the that was just the report. I guess there still is the possibility that he would opt in, which I would hate. Uh but 
in about a month, we're going to have some interesting things to talk about for the Sixers. Um, I know I said last pod I wanted a full rebuild. I have since then backtracked on that. I am. I think this next year got a little more interesting with the Nick Nurse hire. Um, and I'm back in on Embiid. He might be a loser, but he's our loser. He, he's he's what we've associated the past decade of Sixers basketball with. Uh, you know, just because we're Sixers fans doesn't mean we have to like them. But he is part of us. He is, you know, the reason for most of our basketball enjoyment for actually most of our Sixers watching lives. Because Iverson played only like another seven years since I started watching him, apparently. So, um, yeah. And Bede, you might suck, but um, I'm, I'm with you. You're, you're, you're our guy. I'm back with you, Embiid. So, guys, uh, that's all I got for you. Any last thoughts before we close out? Great Go episode. Birds. 100 episodes. 100, sorry, not 100 episodes. 100 days until Eagles football. Wow. That's what I'm looking forward to. Phillies stink. The Phillies are terrible. Uh, JB? I know you're glad you didn't get those releasing tickets. I'm glad I didn't I renew my six or six tickets. So, all right, guys, good pod. Hopefully, something happens that's interesting. Maybe it's the Woj tweet, and we'll pod again soon. So, guys, Peace. thanks for joining. See you guys later. Go birds. Go birds.